So in the agenda today, we are going to cover various high availability models. Then we are going to look at some of the key performance indicators for incident managements which are heavily impacted with the high availability designs. And then we will look into how uh, some of these high availability uh, designs can be implemented in a real life uh, scenario for uh, your infrastructure on cloud or uh, or any other uh, modern infrastructure format. Hello everyone, welcome back to Cloud Kata, the modern infrastructure show. This is season one, Anatomy of Modern Infrastructure. And in this season, we are learning about the uh, ins and outs of modern infrastructure through a 10-factor infra framework. Today's episode will be about the 8-factor high availability. We will understand various designs of high availability, how it impacts a business's functioning and what are the various mechanisms with which uh, one can attain high availability that and uh, resiliency in their infrastructure. So without any further delay, let's get started. So let's first look into uh, various high availability models uh, that are uh, currently present or that are being used in various uh, infrastructure designs. Uh, so when we talk about high availability, in fact, uh, I was going to name this episode as availability, but then I realized that today's scenario is, uh, uh, rec you know, requires everyone to ha have high availability instead of just being available, right? So uh, what are the various models of uh, high availability uh, that are there. Uh, high availability models are always driven via the requirement or the commitment that is being made to the customers. Uh, similar to uh, what we have discussed about security in our previous episodes, it is up to the organization or the businesses to define to what extent they will be available to their customers right but it is very important that whatever they are committing to their customers they are fulfilling that commitment because if they don't fulfill that commitment then that can put a big uh, you know impact uh, on their businesses and then that can create a trust deficit with their customers so it is very important to take a careful analysis of what is present in your infrastructure and what you can provide do not overcommit. it is okay if you start lower and then increase your availability level but it is never okay if you just commit for a very high uh, availability uh, benchmark and then you provide only 50% of that right so what do I mean when I talk about it so what are the various high availability models and this uh, requirement to fulfill one's demand uh, drives the high availability models so basically there are two major uh, high availability models right one is active active and the another is active passive so active active are of course the highest level of availability that anyone can give to their customers right that means that they are always active right they never go down so you have to ensure that you have your 
infrastructure designed in such a way and distributed across the uh, demographic uh, location in such a way that they are always active so that if one side goes down there is always uh, another side which picks up the request and serves that requirement right and and typically if you are on cloud the availability zones refer to that model of high availability that means the active active model so if you have observed that if you uh, are on an availability zone on two availability zone those are always up and running right they they never go down and uh, they give you almost 99.99% etc level of uh, SLAs now I'll talk more about what are these percentiles uh, of uh, SLAs etc but uh, basically uh, the first model of high availability or this is the highest availability is active active uh, and this is the true high availability model right the second availability model is active passive now some may argue that this is active passive is not a HA model or not a high availability model but it is still uh, can be designed uh, to make it closer to a high availability model and many organizations are still going via that right uh, or an active uh, uh, you know active passive or active hot standby or blue green whatever name you may give it um, you would want a basically you will want your customers to access uh, the application all the time right uh, or max to the maximum level of availability maybe 99.99 percent leaving a few hours during the year rest of the time it is always up and even when it is down it's either a, a read-only uh, application uh, you know and not completely down so that those kind of high availability models or active active models needs that all your data that is getting written um, are getting copied elsewhere uh, all as well that means you have two sites two locations where your data is getting uh, actively replicated right so that even if one site uh, let's take uh, for example you are in uh, us uh, east uh, uh, and uh, one of the site is in us east uh, zone and another one is in us uh, west zone so if east goes down the site is always up and running from west and from users perspective there is zero changes and zero uh, you know impact or in some cases you may want to go with 99.95 percent which uh, technically comes like around four hours entire year you can have a maintenance window or your application is supposed to go down not more than uh, four hours right now uh, in those cases you need the data to be replicated uh, so basically you need a mirror site uh, of your application whatever is your uh, you know primary you can either have a blue green model which means both sides either of them can be the active one or you can have you can share it across the sites and keep serving it from both sides so even if one is down the data is still available on the other now there is another uh, model of high availability which is uh, called as dcdr or active and hot standby which means that you are still replicating the data to a secondary site however your application your user requests are landing into one site and the other site is like a hot standby that means the application is still running data is still the uh, you know the latest one but the user sessions are not landing up there 
and those are, these are the situations this this one is typically when you have a, a hybrid a cloud or a or a on premise data center kind of sort uh, wherein you know because of any compliances and you may or may not be comfortable to move your entire application elsewhere or let's say you are partnering up with a third party uh, software where you are storing some data so they may or may not be flexible enough to uh, be on the same cloud as you are in so in those cases you may uh, end up having an active and hot standby or hot passive model which is still a high availability model that means if your application goes down you can still meet the time window of recovery that you have uh, defined right so replication model is one where you have a copy of your application elsewhere or a mirror of your application uh, actually copy is not the right word i would say you you are mirroring your uh, uh, site uh, on a secondary location and that is an active uh, mirroring that is happening you may be serving from one location but it is actively getting mirrored or cached somewhere else now the other uh, factor which also drives this is a straight or integration factor these are mostly in cases where you are using uh, you know managed services with your partners or your uh, you know um, some saas products wherein they may be in different clouds let's say you are on a, you are your application is hosted on um, the stateless applications are hosted on uh, aws uh, whereas you are using uh, bigquery right uh, so it depends right sometimes your your partners may be there your integration points may be there in those cases as well you need to maintain a high availability so that that means you need to have a single entry point to your application and in the back end you take care of multi sites distribution so that means you have dual sites dual location to reach to that uh, third party site which is not within your uh, cloud so two factors wherein it is it is a mirror uh, across and the other one is distributed across so both factors uh, um, also helps you design a high availability model and we see these kind of high availability models or a mix of them in various organizations and depending on their requirement the situation how they are hosting whom they are integrating with uh so these are some typical high availability model uh, that uh, are that are actively being used by people and uh, if i have to give an example of the active active model uh, it will be the availability zones on cloud when you are on cloud you have you must have seen uh, two availability zone or three availability zones and then um, in some clouds they call it a regional uh, uh, application or a zonal application which means that whether you are uh, you know making sure that all the instances of the services are spin across uh, all the zones or you are only restricted to two zones right depending on what level of high availability uh, you want now a typical of hot standby uh, active passive uh, model can be a dcdr uh, even today uh, industries like banking and financial services uh, expects to have a dcdr scenario to meet so there will be regulators coming into for audit there are iso regulations that you will have to follow and you will have to prove that you are dcdrc compliant that means in case of 
disaster um, you can recover so that if you have a high availability model uh, suppose you are not completely on cloud or you are on an on premise uh, you know site altogether you can opt for a multi uh, data center model and you can still have an active and hot standby wherein uh, the data gets mirrored across two data centers and uh, although the application is being served from one and if something goes down you can switch uh, or uh, request onto the standby hot standby site so uh, these are some of the examples of high availability models that you might be seeing or you might have to opt up to or choose uh, based on your uh, requirement now uh, the next uh, thing that i want to discuss today is about uh, the kpis of incident management which are which also get impacted uh, by uh, some of the factors of high availability now what are these kpis uh, so that means why people need high availability right why do they need to put so much effort and money in designing something or a mirror site or a duplicate site uh, of their application that is because they want to meet some performance indicators or you know the kpis of business that means every business have to decide what they are offering to their customers what they are uh, promising their customers and with the competition and uh, in the market today every other service has a competitor of its own you will it is very rare to find a unique service you will often find multiple uh, you know types of uh, services within the same domain right so it is very important that every business define a performance indicator to their customers what they are going to provide right and these are called uh, kpis and and some of them are ab about incident management that means everybody wants to know how much support you can give them in cases of a major uh, failure or how much of a uh, you know um, faster response you can give if they are facing an issue that means how much support technical or non-technical uh, you are able to give them and in fact uh, whenever we go and buy any appliance or any uh, product we always uh, want to know what is the warranty right what is the service warranty how much uh, time does it take how much what is the response time uh, you know uh, what is the call center time all those things so what are these kpis so kpis these kpis are uh, for incident management there are three major kpis which are based on high availability and your high availability designs and the result of uh, that high availability design will define your kpis and these are the three major kpis for incident management and what are these these are sla or service level agreement slo or service level objectives and slis service level indicators now what uh, what is service level agreement so basically it's is as it says right what is the agreement uh, that you are making with your clients so basically what are you telling your clients is your site are you giving them 100% availability or are you giving them 99.99% or 99.999 or 99.95 now it it all depends on how many hours minutes seconds of uptime or you know or downtime to be very specific i you committing to so you must have seen in cloud services they are going to give you 99.99 uh, percent which means that you know um, uh, that i think approximately 4 hours uh, of downtime 
for 365 days uh, is what they commit to or somebody may give 99.99% which comes down to i think 2 hours or approximately around that so basically when you are signing an agreement with your customer you are you are telling them we are 99.99% uh, you know our sla is this and that also defines you uh, how much of a response time uh, you are giving your customers that means from the time an issue is identified what is the response time of acknowledgement and resolution etc right now your high availability whether you are giving a 99.99% high availability or 100% high availability uh, is defined by the percentage of SLAs that you are confined and the more uh, resilient your high availability model is uh, the more SLA you more number of nines you can define in your SLA now, what is SLOs? SLO are the objectives that your team is setting to meet that agreement. So, if you have defined, let's say, 99.99% SLA for your um, mobile application, uh, let's say you are a banking application, mobile application. So, if you are giving a 99.99%, that means uh, you will have to create certain objectives to meet that downtime so what are what can be such objectives so such objectives can be that all my infrastructure is enabled with ha that means they will be multi-az infrastructure i am taking cloud as an example because we are talking about modern infrastructure and then your one of your objective uh, would be uh, to test the high availability by doing a HA test by maybe bringing one AZ down uh, infrastructure in one availability zone down and seeing that how how soon your traffic can be switched and whether you are able to reach that four hours which is 99.99 percent of SLA or not so all these objectives uh, are to be set uh, in your designs uh, of high availability in your infrastructure code so that you can meet that SLA right so the slos are the objectives that you are setting for your team to meet the sla and then the third one is sli and what is sli these are the real numbers on your performance right so that uh, means you have to do uh, actual tests like uh, I, I have tested uh, my uh, ha and i i can show this report that you know uh, i i am only and and then you can you will have to pop you know publish a report as well uh, during a year how many times uh, there was a downtime and how fast uh, how long was that downtime um, so what you will actually every organization have to do is every year they'll have to publish a report actually every quarter by adding up all the downtimes and you might have seen many people fail to meet this kpis because they although they have defined their uh, infrastructure on cloud and etc because they have not tested the high availability they are not able to meet uh, the KPI of of uh, you know SLA that they have committed to. So it is very important to continuously keep testing your uh, high availability models, running a drill uh, to see that uh, you are actually and you are you should be able to show those indicators, right? You should be able to show those uh, time and date and measure. So you will have to record all of these uh, you know in in your incident management book and and then you will have to produce it to your customers that look this is uh, we committed 99.99% and we are well within that range so sla slo slis are very important and these are part of the agreement and uh, the performance uh, uh, reporting uh, for any businesses uh, to their when they do their uh, you know talk to their customers or they are selling their products
now the last uh, the third thing uh, on how what are some of these applications uh, that can be implemented to achieve these high availability models now one i have already spoken about the availability zones that you get on cloud or if you are not on cloud it can be a dc and uh, it can be a two data centers one can be designated or called as a dc another can be a drc or you know active or passive data center whatever you may call now, some of the configurations that you will have to do to make sure it it's not just enough to have two data centers or mm, to have two availability zones remember you will also have to make sure that your application automatically switches over if one is down the traffic goes over to the other and you don't have to do manual changes and things like that and also sometimes if you're on a very uh, high percentage of uh, sla you will have to make sure that you are actively receiving uh, traffic onto both sites both the primary or the secondary or the blue green and this is like the blue green model where both sides are always up only during maintenance you do it on one side on the blue side first and then on the green side right so some of the uh, very important uh, uh, you know applications that you will have to configure are uh, one of them is load balancing that means the load is balanced and then in some cases load sharing as well uh, load balancing is a must have for your ha models you need to make sure that every application and it is a recommended practice to use a load balancer in front of your uh, you know application uh, servers or uh, appliances that you are using uh, unless you are using a managed uh, um you know service in in most cases if you are using a managed service on on a cloud or a saas service they already have an inbuilt load balancing system because they give you they have an ha mode which you can opt for like in a, a multi availability zone mode however if you are setting up a self managed service on your own by installing softwares on uh, virtual appliances or ec2 instances or you know uh, things like that um, vms etc so that time you will have to make sure that there is a load balancer because remember the the minimum number of instances is 2 you never start at 1 you start at 2 and then you max out right so these two instances have to be load balanced and there should be a load balancer in front of your application um, services backends whatever you may say there is another benefit of having load balancer is that it is also useful to do certificate management so if you are having ssl certificates uh, for security purpose if you are using load balancer it is easy to automate uh, certificate you know installation renewal etc and also the domain uh, name system or the dns management becomes easier if you just have one endpoint and that uh is the only endpoint for one of the service and then it makes a lot more you a lot more easier to scale out of your infrastructure so that means there are two servers and if those even those servers get restarted or they get deleted and then a new server gets added your uh endpoint uh does not get impacted because it is on a load balancer and you always have a backend multiple backends and you can change the backend so whatever changes goes in the backend it is always uh, transparent to the load balancer and for users it is always up so load balancing is very important uh in some cases load sharing as well as i mentioned if you are going to follow a blue green deployment model um, that means you have two 
or more sites and they are always up and running serving request that time you need to have a load sharing across the sites which also comes with the load balancing devices so uh, when you are on cloud there are different types of and in fact even if you are not on cloud there are uh, software appliances of load balancer uh, although there are hardware load balancers as well uh, but they are a bit expensive so there are software load balancers uh, which you can use um, some of them can be open source as well now uh, there are different types of load balancers that you can use some uh, work on the network layer or l3 which are tcp load balancers uh, they are typically they can just send and receive traffic right uh, they are pure in T uh, tcp and they do not have any special filtering or you know header uh, monitoring or you know url filtering uh, and all sort of thing they don't have all those uh, then the other load balancers are application load balancer or in in some of the cloud they also call as http https load balancers so typically they are application load balancers which are which work on layer 7 and which have additional features like apart from the load balancing or you know sending traffic uh, they have additional features like uh, url filtering ssl offloading etc so you will have to pick and choose what kind of load balancers you need in some cases a tcp load balancer is enough in some cases an application load balancer or a server load balancer may be needed Another important thing of load balancer is that the load balancer policies. It is very important that we define very uh, specific granular load balancer policies and, and don't just open up load balancer or create public load balancers for everything. In cloud today, there are options for public and private load balancer or they may call it internal and external load balancer, right? Now, only use public load balancers in cases where your endpoint needs to be exposed and make sure that that load balancer is filtered out to only specific ips in the internet and not to the whole internet you can use uh, services like cloudflare or akamai or uh, you know uh, cloud armor uh, based on wherever you are hosted in front of the load balancer because load balancers are also not security devices they do not have any special feature which will block traffic if you open up load balancers to everybody on the internet they are also prone to compromise or they can also become uh, victims of ddos attacks as you know that ddos attacks are actually uh, cannot be prevented right because these are random attacks uh, of denial of service and there is not no way to prevent it the only way is to filter those uh, spam requests uh, onto a different channel and that can only be done through additional uh, security entry points and i have spoken more about those entry points in my second episode of network so please visit uh, that episode if you want to understand in details on how to uh, you know secure your perimeter uh, the load balancers using devices like that so load balancers policies or access control lists are very important make sure try to use a whitelisting method for load balancers so that you only allow authorized traffic to flow to your load balancers and not to the whole of internet otherwise it can happen that these attacks can make your load balancer so busy in dropping traffic that your actual <coughs> sites will be slower and your customers will be impacted so uh, with that note 
i would like to summarize uh, the effect of uh, high availability and what does this availability factor or high availability tell us about modern infrastructure so modern infrastructure needs high availability high availability models to ensure that it meets the key performance indicators that the business has defined and they can achieve them through a well tested well defined sla slo and sli and load balancers play a key role in achieving the high availability uh, across uh, sites that we need so i hope uh, you have liked this episode uh, if you have liked it please do subscribe to it on cloudkata.com or you can also download uh, the transcript from the website uh, or you can subscribe it on uh, subscribe on spotify or google podcast or apple podcast and stitcher um, hope you like it hope it was informative it is quite short compared to the other episode but i hope that i was able to cover most part of high availability in it uh, i will be back uh, next week with another episode of uh, the 10th factor uh, which is uh, disaster recovery very close to high availability so i'll talk more uh, things uh, which are more specific to disaster recovery in my next episode so stay tuned uh, and thank you for joining cloud kata once again uh, stay healthy stay safe bye bye